Welcome to Pastors Confidential. We're Michelle and Eric Waters. Two pastors. One podcast. Here's what we're talking about today. Very good idea. Well, thank you. Yes. Full of them. Sometimes you have good ideas. Full of something. Okay. Well, hi. I haven't seen you in a while. I know. It's been like 24 hours and it feels like the sun has <laughs> risen again after the darkness of your departure. <laughs> Do you like plan these things no, or what? No, it's just natural okay. cheese. 100% Wisconsin cheese. You know what's cute Wisconsin is that cheese. Matthew has completely picked up on yeah. this. He's so cute. He'll say things like that. when, mm-hmm. And he does it to you too. He doesn't just do it. It's not just yeah. like to me. Um, he will go far in the world. Yes, he's yes. very cute about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's. I guess he's learned your traits, which is he nice. He certainly has, very which is good. Nice. Okay, so um, the reason I haven't seen you as well as I actually even missed. I haven't seen you since you left for church on. Wait, did you Sunday. leave first yeah, or did well, I, uh, I leave we, we first? Said it, uh, you left. A, you you were up as I walked out the door for Palm Sunday. Oh right. Okay. Right. So I missed Palm Sunday. I haven't missed a Palm Sunday probably. I have no idea since when the last time I missed one was. But I, uh, Sophie and I left from Bernie. Yeah. Because she had been home all week for spring break. I left with her to go pick up Ellie in Dallas. Sophie got to see her room for the first time, this room. Um, She's Mm -hmm. been to Austin before, but that was last year when she was a freshman. And so she got to see her new room and apartment, I mean. And um, then we picked her up and we headed to Arlington, back to Jerry World, Mm -hmm. which is kind of sad. Last time we were at Jerry World, it was a sad football day for Sam. Yes, but the girls got to see Taylor Swift. That's right. So did they enjoy Taylor Swift? They had like the best time in their lives. Yeah. They were so excited, all going up. We listened to every Taylor Swift, and they told me everything I needed to know, and they were wondering which were going to be the two surprise songs, because apparently she does uh, 44 songs at each concert, which is absolutely ridiculous, but two of which are different to each show, and they're surprise ones. So they were kind of figuring out which those were going to be, and then we had to get to the hotel. They had to get all ready with their glitter, their glam. Oh, my goodness. Yep. So is everybody else glittered and glam? Everybody's glittered and glam. The hotel was also full of Swifties, and they're all getting all their gear on. It's kind of a costume show, basically, is what it is. A lot of the girls wear, like, one of her, mimic one of her outfits and stuff. Uh, Sophie kind of did that. Mm -hmm. Ellie did something different. But, um, yeah, they had a great time, and I was kind of happy to just have a night in the hotel. I was... Really not thinking I could stomach like three hours and 15 minutes plus like two openers because they left early to get merch and to go to the openers. And then so it was like a seven hour deal. Yeah. You have to really like Taylor Swift to do that. Well, it was just like you went on that seven hour deal to Pompeii. I just I I guess I can't handle seven hours of one thing. And therein is the difference in my family. (laughs) I go seven hours to Pompeii. The girls go seven hours to Taylor Swift. Yes. And I do none of it. I'm just like, leave me alone for seven hours and I'll be so happy. Yeah. Yeah. So it all works. It works out for everyone. Everybody got what they liked. Yes. Everybody got what they liked. Okay. So anyways, that was Palm Sunday. How was the service? Service went very well. Thank you. Uh, Yeah. I mean, I I thought uh, Justin, Vicar Justin, had a very good sermon about Palm Sunday and what it means and how challenging Jesus is. And is this really the kind of king that we want? Mm. It challenged us to think about that. Did you um, process in from the back with the did, palms? And I always love that. Okay. I always love processing it with the palms. Yes. Uh, That's and, and unique to this church, right? We didn't well, process you know, in. Most most churches do have some kind of procession oh. with palms. A lot of times it's just kind of circulating yeah. around the, yeah, the yeah. sanctuary. Okay. Um, but there's there's normally some kind of movement with palms. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
But no, I thought it was a very successful Sunday. I was really, really pleased with it. Um, and so now Holy Week has started. Holy Week has begun. Yes. And I think you said that earlier, a couple of years ago, we had done a series on Holy Week, right? Yes. So I'm okay. going to, in the email that I send out, um, I am going to give you those episodes. We did like, what happened on Monday in Holy mm-hmm. Week? What happened on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, all the things uh, so that you can see that. And I will put that in the um, email that I send. And if you're not on the list that gets the podcast every month, if you're wondering what that email is, then just send me an email at um, watersmichellejoy at gmail.com and I'll add you to it. Great. Yeah, because that was good. I remember that. That was very mm-hmm. enjoyable. Yep. Yep. So that was fun. So it was a good Palm Sunday. And, you know, I also got to end Palm Sunday well since uh, you weren't here to veto my my um movie, my choice? movie choices i never do that i just don't yeah, watch with uh-huh, you uh-huh. Uh-huh. I, got, I don't i got to watch blazing saddles which was absolutely tremendous is now i forget is that like a funny movie or is that yeah, a... it's a mel brooks comedy that okay. you could never make today because it's so it's uh oh it's not so pc hilariously at all. insensitive yeah oh uh, but i was laughing so hard that the boys in the other room were like dad are you okay what's wrong what are you doing oh my goodness yeah. did they come and watch with you uh, for a minute, but they didn't really understand. They so, don't like it. Yeah. They probably think it's offensive, too. Oh, my gosh. Well, probably not. Those guys are not much offensive. So everybody yeah. was happy. Okay. Mm-hmm. Everybody was happy. And yes, and then I, I left this morning. The girls and I stayed over, obviously, because I got out very late. And then I uh, had to get up very early this morning. Drop Sophie. We left at 5.30 yeah. from the hotel and wow. dropped Sophie at the Dallas airport. She had made all these arrangements to fly out of Dallas, which was great, and then dropped Ellie off in Austin for her class. She made it to her 11 o'clock class, I think. Mm-hmm. And I came home and promptly took a quick nap. And now yeah. here we are. And now here we are. Mm-hmm. So okay. Good. So what is Crossways up to? So we are in Crossways chapter 25. Hard to believe. Crossways 25. Wait, 25, but this is podcast 21 of Crossways. Oh, do you sometimes do two lessons? Hmm. Or did we skip some? This um, is called Whole Bible 21. Okay, well. Anyways, it's okay. You haven't missed anything. It's Crossways chapter 25. Okay. Uh, and so, um, so we're in Crossways chapter 25, we're looking at the prophet Micah. So we have been looking at the literary prophets and the, four, the first four literary prophets, that is prophets who wrote something down and left mm-hmm. behind, are um, Amos, uh, Hosea, um, Isaiah, Isaiah, and Micah. Micah. And so they, they all lived about the same time and therefore they all condemned the same uh, sins and vices. So their, their message is largely overlapping. You know, there's, in a sense, there's a, not a whole lot new in Micah because we've already heard it. So he's condemning the people for their, their lack of faith, for their betrayal, for their stubbornness of heart, that kind of thing. Uh, but as Harry Wentz said, it's, it might be the same notes, but it's a different tune. Oh, I like that. I like same that. notes, but a different tune. Um, just to clarify, I think in class you said the only four literary prophets, which I was kind of like, wait, what? Oh, the, the last of the four great literary prophets, I guess. Oh, okay. Probably. Just to clarify that. So there yeah. were obviously others. There, There's there others quite a few other right. prophets that wrote it down. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Okay. Uh, and so, you know, it's the same, oh, it goes the door. same song, but a different tune, same mm. song, but a different tune. Uh, and so, you know, Amos was the prophet of doom. Hosea was yep. the prophet of of this unrequited love that, you know, he went and married mm-hmm. a, a woman of ill repute. Mm-hmm. Isaiah, his song was about the promised son. For unto us a child mm-hmm. is born. Sorry. Yep. Uh, and Micah, his uh, his tune is the court, like a court of law. So this is Amos chapter 6. It's a wonderful passage, especially for Palm Sunday, oh. or for Holy Week. Yeah, Holy Week, yeah. Uh, Micah chapter 6. So hear what the Lord says. Arise, plead your case before the mountains. Let the hills hear your voice. Hear you mountains. The indictment of the Lord, and you enduring foundations of the earth. For the Lord has an indictment against his people. He will contend with Israel. O my people, what have I done to you? Mm. How have I wearied you? Answer me. I brought you up out of the land of Egypt. 
I redeemed you from the house of slavery. I sent before you Moses, Aaron, and Miriam. O my people, remember what Balak, king of Moab, devised, what Balaam, the son of Beor, answered him, what happened from Shittim to Gilgal, that you may know the righteous acts of the Lord. Mm. And so and this is, it's a court scene where God is bringing his people before the judgment bar, and he's bringing his court case against them. Uh, and he calls heaven and earth to bear witness to his faithfulness to his people. Oh, my mm. people, what have I done to you wow. that you treat me like this? Uh, and then it continues in, in Micah 6, verse 6. Now, this is the people answering. Okay. So your God has made his charge against the people. Remember how I've been faithful to you. I brought you up out of Egypt. I brought you into the promised land. I planted you there. And what have you done? Now, the people respond. With what shall I come before the Lord? Bow myself before God on high. Shall I come before him with burnt offerings, with calves a year old? Will the Lord be pleased with thousands of rams, with ten thousands of rivers of oil? Shall I give my firstborn for my transgression, the, the fruit of my body for the sin of my soul? Hmm. And so the people are saying, God, what more do you want from us? Right. You know, I mean, we're, we're doing everything you tell us to, right? Because they're looking at the relationship between themselves and God as one of religious ritual. You know, Lord, what more do you want? I mean, I, I, do you want burnt offerings? Mm -hmm. Do you want calves? Do you want oil offerings? What, what, what do you want? Just tell me and I'll give mm -hmm. it to you. And that's not what God wants. God doesn't just want the ritual. The ritual is supposed to symbolize the relationship. Mm -hmm. And so here's what God says in some of the most important verses in all the prophets. Micah 6, 8. He has told you, O man, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you but to do justice, to love kindness, to walk humbly with your God? Famous. Yeah, and I think that was your confirmation verse, wasn't it? Hmm. You might be right. I think you're right. How would you know that, though, and not me? Well, because I remember that you uh, you said it was Jimmy Carter's inaugural verse. Oh, my goodness. Your yeah. memory is crazy. Well, for certain things. Yeah. I honestly didn't even remember that it was Jimmy Carter's inaugural verse. Mm. But now that you say that, yes. Yeah. And now that you say that again, it was my confirmation yeah. verse. Well, I think I the way most people memorize it is, he has told you, oh, man, uh, what is good and what the Lord requires of thee, but to do justice mm -hmm. and to love mercy, love mercy. instead of kind of, yeah. and to walk humbly in right. in thy name. Uh, and so that's Micah six eight, which is really <clears throat> that one verse really summarizes the message of the prophets. Right. Uh, and so, you know, what does God require? It's it's that He requires you to to serve Him, to follow mm -hmm. Him. You know, as as we said before, God's love language is obedience. Mm -hmm. And if you love God, then you'll do what He says. Uh, and so you hear, we hear Micah kind of picking up the themes of the other prophets that we've already looked at. Yep. But to do justice, that's the theme of Amos, and doing justice. To love kindness or love mercy, that's uh, the theme of Hosea, who marries a woman and yes. his children named No Mercy. Right? Mm -hmm. And to walk humbly with your God, and that's Isaiah's calling. Mm. Woe to me, for I'm a man of unclean lips, mm -hmm. and I dwell among a people of unclean lips. And so he, he summarizes uh, hmm. what the other prophets say. So it's a wonderful, beautiful, mm -hmm. beautiful passage. Uh, this this um, Amos chapter 6, and it really summarizes uh, the message of the prophets uh, at this time in history, um, 700 and 750 years before Christ, when the northern kingdom is coming to an end. And so God uh, brings this court case against his people. Okay. Um, and he says, and here's what God wants to, you know, to do justice, love mercy, walk humbly with him. But of course, as you know, they don't. And Micah goes into great details of all the ways that we don't. We looked at those in class and we won't recapitulate them here uh, but we will however look in Micah chapter 3 so at the end of Micah chapter 3 here's uh, one of the, the problems 
is that in addition to all the other things that we've seen, you know, the self-indulgence, the rich oppressing the poor, Mm -hmm. dishonesty in the marketplaces, people just going through the motions of religious ritual without it really meaning anything. Mm -hmm. The the other prophets have also said that. But here we have a couple more details about uh, about what's going on. So this is uh, Micah chapter 3, verse 7. Thus says the Lord concerning the prophets who lead my people astray, who cry, Peace! When they have something to eat, but declare a war against him who puts nothing into their mouths. Mm. Uh, and so, in other words, it seems like the it seems like the prophets were were prophets for hire, uh, yeah. coin operated prophets, oh. so to speak. If you if if you pay them enough, they'll tell you whatever you think, sure, whatever you want to hear. But if you don't pay them, well, then you know, then they're your worst uh, enemies. Hmm. Um, so the coin operated prophets, and the same uh, the same principle holds to the other leaders as well with a the rulers, and then with the priests. So this is Micah chapter 3, verse 9. Hear this, you heads of the house of Jacob, you rulers of the house of Israel, who detest justice, who make crooked all that is straight, who build Zion with blood and Jerusalem with iniquity. Its heads give judgment for a bribe. Its priests teach for a price. Its prophets practice divination for money. Mm-hmm. So again, this idea that they're, they're for hire. They're religious holy men for hire. Mm-hmm. And yet... They lean on the Lord and they say, Is not the Lord in the midst of us? No disaster shall come upon us. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that's a reference to his contemporary Isaiah. Because remember, Isaiah says, Behold, you, you know, God shall give you a sign, Emmanuel, which means God with oh, us. Yeah. And now it's almost like the people are saying, Well, you know, is not the Lord with us? Therefore, no disaster shall come upon us and we can do whatever we want. Oh. Right? And so God says this, chapter 3, verse 12, Therefore, because of you... Zion shall be plowed as a field, Jerusalem shall become a heap of ruins, and the mountain of the house a wooded height. So Mm. the city will be totally destroyed. Mm. But as we've often seen, uh, that on the far side of mercy, on the far side of judgment, God will show them mercy. And so last week we spoke about that, that image of the fire of God's judgment would burn through the forest of Isaiah, and if anything still lived, a second fire would come and Mm. burn even that, but there would be a shoot that would come from the stump of the burned out tree. Uh, and we have that same kind of idea here. So the very next verse, Micah 4, verse 1. So even though the, the, the mountain of Jerusalem shall be a heap of ruins, yet it shall come to pass in the latter days, so at some point in the future, that the mountain of the house of the Lord shall be established as the highest of the mountains. It shall be lifted up above the hills, and the peoples shall flow to it. Many nations shall come. So God is looking to a time when not only his own people will be restored, but through them, the Gentiles as well, which Mm -hmm. is the vision he had for Abraham, right? That Mm -hmm. through you shall all the nations be blessed. Which really was a stumbling block. It's it's definitely foreshadowed in the Old Testament, like you said, in Isaiah, in Mm -hmm. here. Or I didn't, you didn't say Isaiah through Abraham, but mm-hmm. it's actually in Isaiah as well. Yeah. Um, talking about the nations um, or the Gentiles. And so when you get to Acts and then, you know, the Jews are all up in arms about why the God's grace is being extended to the Gentiles, it's kind of surprising because he said he was going to do that all along. Yeah, it's in there. Right? Mm-hmm. It's in there. It's just, you know, it's, it's probably hard for them to hear. So yeah, they hear. I guess And of so. course, you know, we, I'm sure that we are the same way, that we have blind spots as well. Yes, When Christ of comes again, yeah. we will say, but this is not what we expected. And he'll say, well, you know, look at what I told you in mm-hmm. Galatians or, or whatever it is. You know? True. But anyways, and so they'll say, come, this is the Gentiles. Come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob. 
that he may teach us his ways and that we may walk in his paths. So this is what God wants for people, is that they follow him. Right? For out of Zion shall go forth the law, the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. He will judge between peoples. So here's righteous judgment. Mm-hmm. He will decide disputes for strong nations far away. They shall beat their swords into plowshares mm. and their spears into pruning hooks. Nation shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war anymore. Mm. But they shall sit, every man under his vine and under his fig tree, and no one shall make them afraid. For the mouth of the Lord of hosts has spoken. Mm. And so it's this picture of not only will Zion be restored, but nations will come to it. It will be a time of peace, that there will be no more fighting. A time of prosperity. Every man, every woman, every child will sit under his own uh, vine, under his own fig tree, which was a symbol of of um, prosperity. Prosperity, you know, kind of like the the house with a white picket fence. Yes, exactly. Yeah. That's I only know that because that was picked up in Hamilton. <laughs> oh, Apparently, George Washington wrote that in his farewell speech oh, that he that. wants to go sit under his own vine and fig tree, and um, and then so it's in a song. I didn't know that. And the other verses in there are also in a song. The famous verses about... Ain't good about, to study war yeah. no more. Ain't good to study war no yep. more. Yep. So that's a famous yeah. passage there. Okay. Uh, and then how will this happen? So there's this this picture of peace and that God promises it will he will bring it in through the prince of peace. So this is Micah chapter 5. Mm-hmm. But you, O Bethlehem Ephrathah, mm. who are too little to be among the clans of Judah, from you shall come forth for me one who is to be the ruler in Israel, whose coming forth is from of old, from ancient of days. And therefore he shall give them up until the time when she who is in labor has given birth. And the rest of his brothers shall return to the people of Israel, and he shall stand, and he shall shepherd his flock in the strength of the Lord, in the majesty of the name of the Lord his God, and they shall dwell secure. For now he shall be great to the ends of the earth, and he shall be their peace. Mm-hmm. So it's this promise that God will bring a ruler, the mm-hmm. man of peace, the prince of peace, who will be born in the town of Bethlehem, which was David's hometown, yep. right? So born in the town of Bethlehem. And that though he will be born from a woman, it says, and uh, therefore he shall give them up until the time when she who is in labor has given birth. So he shall be born of a woman. Yep. And yet, also his origin is from of old, from ancient days. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is an expression used only of God himself. Right. God is called the Ancient of Days. Mm-hmm. And so it's this hint uh, that this era of peace will be ushered in by the Prince of Peace, uh, who is truly human and yet somehow also divine. Yeah, and he will be their peace, actually. And he shall so, be their peace. Right. You know, and Jesus always was talking about peace was one of the biggest things. You know, my peace I give to you, my peace I leave with you. Um, of course, not necessarily referring to peace in the world, but right. but inner peace and, and spiritual peace. peace and peace with God. Amen. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, that's Micah. Great. Now okay. this coming week because Wait, it's we don't have Holy it Wednesday. Week, no? Okay. Uh, so we don't have any class this Wednesday. Okay. And then we'll pick it up with Wednesday after Easter. <clears throat> and so the readings for that. Let me find them here. So the readings for that are Jeremiah. Mm, so good. the prophet Jeremiah chapters one, five, six, and seven. Okay. One, five, six, and seven. And, you know, uh, Vicar Justin will be teaching that because I will be visiting my mom in New York. Oh, gosh, I forgot. Yeah, you're already yeah. doing that. Okay. Right. One, five, six, and seven. Okay. And there's also no, I don't have a class that day either. My Women of the Word is not meeting Wednesday morning. But we do have, you know, it's Holy Week. Mm-hmm. So if you're local, I'll tell you what we're doing. If you're not local, I'm sure your church is doing very similar. Mm-hmm. But Tuesday night we have 
Christ in the Passover. Mm-hmm. That's going to be a great evening where we have somebody from Jews for Jesus coming to talk to us. Thursday night, of course, is Monday, Thursday. Monday, Thursday. That's at yeah. 6.30, right? At 6.30. Okay. And, and that's uh, when Jesus washes the feet and celebrates the Last Supper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Friday is Good Friday. Mm-hmm. And what times are the services? Noon and 6.30. Okay, noon and 6.30. And then Sunday... Sunday, yeah, 8, 9, 30, 11, and mm-hmm. uh, do pray for Sunday. You know, we are anticipating, and I'm praying for over 800 people. Uh, we had 792 last year, so I'm confident we can get those mm-hmm. next eight. Yep. Uh, but yeah, praying for 800, and I've got a good gospel message already written and revised and ready to go. I think mm. it's a powerful Eastern message, and so I'm praying that God will bring just the people who need to hear it. Okay, and it also happens to be your 50th birthday. It is also my 50th birthday. Did you birthday. want me to say that? Yes, well, No, you didn't, now, but so. you get to have cake on your 50th birthday I because it's going to gonna be Easter. That's right, so I actually get to come home and dig into some cake. And some wine or something. <laughs> You'll probably wine. have cake and yeah, something. Cake and beer. <laughs> okay, very good. We will talk to you then.